Let's start with St. Paul's comment. Baptized in Christ, we have clothed ourselves with Christ. Clothed in Christ. Literally, our clothes. So, ask yourself, if I am to be clothed in Christ... What do I have to take off first? If I am to be clothed in Christ, what do I have to take off first? I think we would all come up with different expressions of what that would be. But I suspect that for almost all of us, it would boil down to, if you dig deeper and deeper, into a certain self-centeredness. You know, it's all about me. It's all about me. Okay. Do we have any teenagers in the crowd? Raise your hand, teenagers. Okay. Um, I have an apology to make to you before I tell this story. I'll ask for your forgiveness. How many teenagers does it take to change a light bulb? Just one hangs onto the bulb and waits for the universe to rotate around them. <laughs> you laugh, but if that's funny, it's because it's true of all the rest of us as well. Okay? The universe, and we got to give ourselves a break. We come by it pretty naturally. I mean, I cannot see from where you are. I can only see from right smack in the middle of my own head. And I cannot hear from where you are. I can only hear from right here. I mean, my heart beats all the time. Only for me, not a single beat for you. And my digestive tract processes food, guess for whom? Me. So self-centeredness comes to us pretty naturally, and in a certain sense, thank God, because without it, without my heartbeat, without my digestive tract, without my blind, with my eyes, I'd be blind, with my ears, I'd be deaf. It's built right into the organism, right? So let's give ourselves a little bit of a break. And we're never going to overcome that self-centeredness completely. But Jesus says to us today, deny yourself, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Well, if we're going to put on Christ and deny ourselves, what is putting on Christ going to mean? Well, I think it's going to mean something like gentleness, kindness, affection, courage, determination, discipline, humility, charity, and compassion. Those are at least nine words that describe Christ and putting on Christ. Things that can help us die to our self-centeredness. Now, 
you have an advantage, all of you, because built into your life, mom, dad, kid, grandparent, you have family close by that on a daily basis you have to pick up your cross and follow Jesus by putting up with each other. That's the way you die to yourself. You have built in a way to love each other every single day, and that is your challenge. As a celibate, I have no kids. I have to hunt for ways to die to myself. Well, I am a religious order person, and I live in community, and sometimes that involves a certain putting up with the imperfection of somebody else. But you have it built in, and every day you can die to yourself by making somebody else, for at least a couple minutes, the center of your universe instead of yourself. Wow, what an idea, okay? Every day, one minute in the morning, you can think, what kind of a dad am I going to be today? What kind of mom am I going to be today? What kind of a friend am I going to be? What kind of a student am I going to be? Who can I make the center of my life for at least a few minutes? Who can I love by putting up with their imperfections today? When we practice that every day, we're putting on Christ. We're denying ourselves. We're taking up our cross and following him day after day. And I say, you're lucky, because you, in family life, you got it built right in. Those are the people who your vocation is about, putting on Christ by loving and putting up with each other. Okay? What I've done over the last 25 years is, since I don't have any natural kids, um, I've sponsored kids in the missions through this organization right now called Unbound, used to be called The Christian Foundation for Children and Aging, and it, nobody could ever remember the name, so they ch changed it to one word. How many sponsor someone with Unbound right now? Raise your hand. Oh, look, we've got a whole bunch of folks. Okay. Don't tell the bishop, but so far I've had nine kids. Okay. <laughs> They're all sponsored kids. Um, Although I've sponsored a girl a couple times, I, I mostly have sponsored boys because the girls go first because the girls' situation is most terrible. And, but people don't think the boys need sponsors. But the problem there is, by the time a boy is 12, he's big enough to go to work in the fields and no longer go to school, which is a sure way to make him poor for the rest of his life. Okay? And so I'm there and I'm, I've sponsored boys, even teenage boys, because they're a little tougher even still uh, to get sponsors for. Well, they're not, they're not as tough to get sponsors for as the old people. This is the only organization that sponsors aging people. And I think, it's, I think they're harder to get sponsors for because, face it, we're just not as cute. <laughs> Should you be in any doubt, just turn around and look, okay? Okay? It's, Look at each other and you'll know. Um, so I've sponsored those teenage boys and I've written to them and encouraged them uh, over the years. I want to show you how it works exactly. 
let's say you folks right here, your missionaries in El Salvador, a few of you were even sponsored yourselves when you were younger, and you've got a hundred families who have come to you for help. And you've gotten one person in every household sponsored with Unbound. So you set up on paper 100 accounts, one for each family, and when the sponsorship money comes in, which right now the standard is $36 a month, which is about $1.20 a day, um, you put it into their accounts, see? And then you organize the mothers to find out what's going on in the family and what's needed, what the kid needs particularly. And so you ask mother, and she says, well, my boy Dennis has terrible teeth and gums, but there's no way we can afford a, a dentist. And you can say to them, well, your sponsor has sent money over the last couple of months that give us enough for him to go to a dentist and let's take care of that. How about you? And mom says, well, my daughter, she wants to go to school, uh, but we can't even, would you believe, afford the shoes that she needs to do that? And you can say, that's an easy problem. We can see that you get a pair of shoes because there's money in your account here for that. And in addition, we'll go to the factory and see if we can negotiate a really good price for lots of shoes for lots of the kids while we're at it. Mom, what's your kids need? I'm really concerned, she says, about the nutrition level for the growth of my kids' bodies and brains. Because my husband, although he goes out um, to try to get work every day, if nobody hires him, he can't come home with any food. And you can say, well, that's a complex problem, but we can solve it in layers. First of all, let's make sure you've got enough food. We'll send food your way. Secondly, let's see if we can work out a plan together with your husband to get him employed more full-time so he can be supporting the family. Thirdly, mom, let's get you in a support group who are doing some of your sewing and stitching and crafts and see if we can sell some of those goods in the city and that'll increase the family income. And so we'll work on that problem at, at those three levels. And then you ask this mom over here, well, What's going on in your family? Well, my kids are all grown up, but my husband's father lives with us. And he's all crippled up. And he's home all alone because we're all working so hard. And uh, he gets lonely and, and depressed. And you can say, well, come on. We're going to pick him up and bring him to our elder program several times a week. And he's going to know lots of these older folks and others will become instant friends. And we'll, do, we'll have a nurse there who will do an assessment, you know, and find out what he needs and see what we can do about that. And we'll even have um, physical therapy. It's called dance class, okay? okay. You put the music on and, and you'll get them dancing and you'd be surprised uh, how limber somebody can can get, you know, quickly. I remember I was in El Salvador and the older folks wanted to entertain us um, and, and one of the workers said to me, see that guy over there? He's 86. Um, when he came to us, he could barely walk. Look at him now. Okay? And he's out there dancing for us, you know, some physical therapy. That's how sponsorship works. It's very individualized 
for each family and person according to what they need. Primary things always are upfront nutrition, medical, and education. Those are the, the big three where things go most often. I want to invite you to sponsor a child or an older person. I've got a bunch out there on two different tables. I can tell you that the Better Business Bureau gives us the top rating. Charity Watch gives us the most number of stars because 92.5% of the money goes into this whole program of sponsoring. Takes about 7.5% to make the program run and to raise the funds. That's a really great figure. And when you're going to donate to any charity, you should always do a little bit of research. Today, that's easy online with the Better Business Bureau with Charity Watch. And they can give you all kinds of figures and salaries and everything. And you can see how, just how efficient <clears throat> your dollar is going to be in making a difference in the life of somebody else. One of my kids um, that I sponsored, because what happens is you sponsor a kid until they get out on their own or get married or somehow they're not qualified for sponsorship anymore and then they say would you would you like a, a different child and i've always said yes that's why i've had nine about kid number six i think it was was in india and <clears throat> uh, he was um, interested in staying in school so i encouraged him he actually went into our, our scholarship program here and got himself in some college there in India and, and got himself a degree in engineering. Uh, was an ambitious kid and um, applied for a grant at the University of Windsor and got accepted in Ontario and is right there now doing a master's degree in engineering. He's not going to be a, a poor little guy in India anymore. He's, he's got the possibility of making a real difference uh, for his family and their history. He's the first person in their family who's graduated from college, for sure. Okay? I want to invite you to make a difference in the life of one person. You can do it. It's something you can do that is dying to yourself, making somebody else the center of your universe for at least a few minutes, you know, every day. And following Jesus Following, following, following. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. amen. Throughout the entire church now, Catholics stand up right at this point in the liturgy. So stand up. <laughs> 